Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rents, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. sent me a tweet about this uh and then you know the stories are kind of all over the place rule changes for the mlb 2023 three biggies here pitch clock larger bases no shift which rank those in order for most important for fantasy i think it's probably gonna be you know i think it's gonna be pitch clock no shift bigger bases will we actually see more solid basis this year because of yes. bigger bases. You think yes. so? Mm. Yes. I think combo of pitch clock and bases leads to more stolen bases. Right. Oh, yeah. You got to be in bigger bases. You got to be in a different mindset this year. This is a transition year, at least. You can't completely disentangle the two. So I think if we see a change in stolen bases, we won't be able to say it's completely due to the bigger bases. Right. Because they've mixed it up with this pitch clock. Mm. I, I, I think. Think I think on shift? average, I think on average, you're right that it's pitch clock. But for certain teams, certain players, obviously, shift is a way bigger effect. Yeah, it's easier to. See. I think it's going to be easier to yeah. see as well. We're not going to be able to yeah. really see. I think they will have more of an impact. I think the pitch clock will have more of an impact on fantasy. Whether we can like show specific players that it impacted more. I don't know. Yeah, I I think I'm actually more interested. I think I'm actually more interested in what it does to pitchers who don't have a shift behind them anymore than I am for what it does to the batters who are being shifted against. That's really obvious, right? I mean, like, all right, because it might change their approach. Yeah. Mm, yeah. True. Right. Like we've I've said a bunch of different times. You know, they're the they're the pitchers that are on the bad teams in front of a bad defense, where it's like you can see their their K numbers go up, and their ERA go up. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean, you're talking about you're talking about inside pitches in you know infield on the shift. So the incentive to get a ground ball is not as high anymore. Yeah. For the pitcher. Agreed. So it's just hard. It's just hard. It's not. It's hard to know <laughs> about what's going to happen. Absolutely. I, yeah, I, it's it's going to be interesting. I need to think a little bit harder about how to measure the effects. Like when when should we say this is happening? We should revalue certain players. Um, that I'm is it something I'm not sure about yet. Well, I think that we can preseason help those players that are shifted against the most. I think we can identify Fine. them and say sure. like, hey, give this guy fifteen extra percent on the batting average. But the pitch clock stuff, I'm thinking at the end of the year, we're going to do an analysis on, I mean, we should do this anyways, but on, on BABIP, on hmm. ERA, on, yeah. on on different metrics. Ks. Like I said, I think that might be a, an externality here. It's that there's going to be a rise in Ks as pitchers are like, I got to strike this guy out. I'm not, I know he's going to, I know he can strike out. That's true. No, that's actually that's it's not a bad point. I mean, guys that you would have shifted against and said, "Go ahead and hit into the ground. Go ahead and hit into the shift." Now, higher incentive to get that strike that guy out. Okay. Yeah, right. go for so the risk of then you you might give up a home run or a walk. Yeah. 
put it where okay. you can't touch it. All right, I'm excited about this. Yeah. Well, we're going to keep the intro short and sweet because we have a lot of content <laughs> today, uh, not necessarily being freshly recorded, but a lot of stuff that we're going to re-put in everyone's feed here. And I'm talking about all of the starting pitchers that we reviewed in the last year. And we had a little proposal uh, going ahead for, for how we should address this and make use of this. And it, we, you were thinking that we should re-rank all of the pitchers that we reviewed who were mostly in ADP order for the most part. Yeah. Uh, re-rank them with the benefit of hindsight, put them all together for you, and we're going to throw a little commentary on top right now. Absolutely. And re we're ranking them for 2023 instead of those yeah, ADPs sorry. were for 2022. So there is, there's always going to be a change in, in that. So here's what we did. We have an algorithmic order. So as we promised last week, we took the innings pitched forecasts, passed them into our, uh, passed them into our forecast maker. So the rates, and we came up with real rankings. Those are or real forecasted stats. Those are live on our website. One thing that we've complained about in the past is that we didn't like the algorithmic ranking system because it's cold and calculating and it just rank orders guys based on what the stats it thinks they're going to get and we needed a little bit more of a human touch and since we've really been human touching everything for the past month why stop here so what we did is we took the forecasts and i ranked them you ranked them we have sort of a merged list that we can argue about whether it's the best way to merge it and that's what we're going to introduce and i think this is where maybe we're feeling like the real draft order that we would give to people. Yes, yeah, yeah, this is uh, this is yeah, this is close. I think this is this is going to be it. Maybe this is it. Who's our top ten? I don't think. I mean, I don't think we're going to get any closer than this. So, all right, just to say what we did. So, well, I do. Th you, I think that there's still movement that could be made after the top sixty. <laughs> Total. Oh well, after the top sixty for sure. All right. So, but I think I think we the expectation is we're only going to. I mean, we'll at least dump the top 15, and then we'll kind of see how we do from there, because that'll take you a good hour to listen to, you, the listener. All right, so here's what we did. I ranked them, you ranked them, we took the average, and we put those together in a mean. So here's the top 10 that we ended up with. Sandy Alcantara, Garrett Cole, Shohei Otani, Julio Urias, Corbin Burns, Max Scherzer, Shane Bieber, Alec Manoa, Brandon Woodruff, and... Justin Verlander. That's our top 10. Justin Verlander made it. Narrowly beats out Aaron Nola. Not my fault. Well, you didn't like your, the biggest difference was um, of those. Well, it's funny. Yeah. So Max Scherzer, you had 11. I had two. Yeah. I think we, we actually had a lot of agreement in the top 10. Your, your number 10 is Dylan Cease. Yeah. Who you do. You hate. I do. Abject hatred. The model I don't know about, does I don't too, know about right? The model hates him even more than I do. Yeah, uh, I don't know. And why. what's interesting, what's interesting is that Fantasy Pros is much closer to you. So I also pulled the aggregate ADP from Fantasy Pros just so we'd have some something else to talk about <laughs> to ground ourselves in some external viewpoint here. Okay, so the, the Fantasy Pros. Yeah, so likes, we have three. Yeah, right off the bat, we have yeah. three big guys who we did not value at the same, which is Nola, McClanahan, and Decrom. We have outside the top ten. I think so I think I think those are defensible. So let me give you the reasons. For Nola, it's because we have a pretty high ERA for him. Our model does not thinks he's gonna come in at like a three point six three. Hey, he's an every know? other year year guy. 
this is another year it's coming in <laughs> so. coming yeah exactly coming in north of 3.5 so that's kind of like okay and McClanahan and DeGrom we just don't have the IP we just don't have the innings pitched there yet right and for obvious reasons because for very obvious reasons because McClanahan yeah. is on the raise which are going to reduce his innings pitched and DeGrom well I passed a physical <laughs> I don't know how and I guess Texas and Minnesota are the places to go if you want to pass a physical yeah, apparently. Apparently, so we have we have the three of them coming in outside. I'm actually interested in the converse, which is the collective wisdom hates Julio Urias, Shane Bieber, Alec Manoa. Well, I think that we are. It's it's very funny. The algorithm really likes Shane Bieber, and yeah. you really like Shane Bieber. Yeah, and I'm sort of like fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just say he's gonna, he's gonna get. He's going to get there this year again. I mean, let me give you our predicted line for Shane Bieber. 210 strikeouts, 2.91 ERA, 1.08 whip, and 13 wins. And we're only putting him up for 176 innings. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe this is it. Maybe he started something. Maybe he's gotten in the groove. He's finally going to be able to be the guy that we saw earlier in his career. Well, he, I mean, the the... You know, the external viewpoint on Shane Bieber is he got shut down at the end of 2021. Maybe he wasn't fully right all of last year, but the talent is clearly there because you saw what he did in the first half of 2021, <laughs> right? So, but we, but we saw what he did in 2022 was, was good. I mean, like, you're yeah. saying, like, I, oh, sure. But, but he also picked up, he picked up the second half, right? Mm hmm. So I think the most egregious one there is Julio Urias, who I value quite highly, I think, as a as an all-around pitcher on a really good team. <laughs> you value him a little lower than me, but still median. And the collective wisdom is just like <laughs> saying that we're way wrong. I But I get it because he doesn't strike guys out. But I think he's going to get a lot of innings on a really mm-hmm. good team. I think that he has a good shot at getting – he's probably the – best shot of getting to 20 wins here and that actually has increased in value and he doesn't get a lot of strikeouts per inning but i think he's going to get a lot of a lot of innings and we have him down at 177 i think he's going to get more than that this year i think the thing that i'm going to be really curious about is that we reviewed all these guys and a bunch of them we reviewed a long time ago Mm -hmm. like julio Urias, we we reviewed in 6.1 in 6.10 that's that's a long time ago it's been a little (laughs) while for corbin burns and Eric Cole. I so I think I just gave you the top ten, but we've talked a lot about getting the guys between mm-hmm. say fifteen and thirty correct. So I'm kind of looking around here. The top guy, our consensus top guy that we didn't even review is Christian Javier. Yeah, and you ended up. Oh, did you tweak your ranking up? I tweaked mine. Okay. I tweaked mine because I was too close to the. I was flying too close to the sun on that. The algorithm likes him. I think the Astros like him. <laughs> yeah he's he's gonna be a guy that you're gonna get in the 20s i think what what is so fantasy pros says 25, 25. he's an interesting guy because he's he's the opposite of jose Arquiti and that he gets strikeouts <laughs> yeah I, I think there's a bunch of guys that i'm interested in that are in sort of this camp i mean spencer strider right spencer Another guy strider gets yeah mm-hmm. prolific amounts of strikeouts fantasy pros has taken him 12 i am not confident with that yet i backed him off to 17 you have him you had him way down i don't know if that's a number that is going to move around a little bit i might keep i kept on moving him up i where our algorithm had him down 
45. 45. Because, I because just kept on moving them up a little. Each time I'd go through, yeah. I'd, so <laughs> what I did, I started with what, what we had on the algorithm, and then I started moving them around. And it's like yeah. certain guys just kept on being like, would I rather have this guy or this guy? And it's like, yeah, I'd rather have Sp- and Spencer Strider kept on moving up one guy at a time. I yeah, Maybe I'm too low on him. I think I'm not going to get him in a league, but geez, if you fall there, holy. That's exactly what I wanted to say is that he's – He's a guy that there's no chance we're going to get. Another guy, no chance we're going to get, Carlos Rodon, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, I get that. I keep on keeping him in that range and just thinking like, geez, do I do I move him up that much? And then like a guy would come like a guy would come along, Dylan Cease. It's like, I would rather yeah. have Dylan Cease than, than Carlos Rodon. You know what? Chicago, Chicago White Sox feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What about some of the funky model failings? So we've got Chris Bassett, 21, Merrill Kelly, 32. Uh, what's the other shocking one? Adam Wainwright came in at 31 because we just can't keep his innings pitched out of his hands. Yeah, I mean, I, that's it. That's it, right? Is These are innings pitched anomalies. These are like, these uh-huh. guys show up, and we know that they show up with pretty decent stats. And the the problem is is where did, where do they end up in the you know fantasy overall rankings? That's a good question. That's where we should be looking. So Merrill Kelly, oh yes, he's not a great example. And he's still like he's still a top forty pitcher, right? You know, at the end of last season, he was just right behind Drew Rasmussen, even though he's n- not great. But we value him at thirty nine and forty four, which is which is I think legit. <laughs> yeah, if you want a pitcher. That's a pitcher. A, basically what you can say about him <laughs> is that that he is a pitcher. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, this, these are just examples of why you need a human touch. I mean, another, the opposite example is Tyler Glass now came in at number 130 in the algorithm and you and I both needed to go and retrieve him. <laughs> I Yeah, I know. Uh, Luis Castillo is another one. I mean, you he was at 93 and you, you put him up to 37 and put him to 14, you know. I mean, the Blake Snell one, he started at 70. We have him at 31 and 22. I mean, a bunch of these guys got hurt by the algorithm. How about this one where we totally disagree? And we reviewed Jose Barrios coming down here at... Our our mean is 54, but that belies the fact that I have him 34 and you have him at 74. (laughs) I haven't... You know, the algorithm had him at 74, and I was like looking around. It's like, he's probably down there. (laughs) That hurts. That's mean. (laughs) yeah i think in terms of guys we reviewed i'll be interested to hear his his buddy lucas giolito who we reviewed in number 6.13 613 and barrios who we reviewed in 6.24 i'm really curious to hear those conversations yeah but lucas giolito (laughs) i remember we had that and we're like we're like wow he's doing really well and then it was like ooh, all the numbers seem to say that this is not gonna last and it didn't what about a guy that we threw in for episode six point thirty three, Trevor Rogers? Mm, I didn't. I actually didn't adjust that ranking. So what do you what do you think? I mean, so right, he's way down there. So this is kind of a live a live readjustment, right? So the algorithm has him come in at one seventy nine because his i his innings pitch is really low. I honestly couldn't move him way up. I mean, I think I I ended up with him at one hundred seven, which was basically the tail end of my hand done rankings. Fantasy Pros, interestingly, has him at 108. So my number is not that far off. That may, I mean, but, I think that makes sense. But let's look at the let's look at the hundred range here. We're talking about 
Rich Hill, Brad Boxberger. <laughs> I mean, like, just weird, weird stuff in here. James Capriellian. Yeah, when you get down, when you get down to the hundred range, and I think, would I rather have Trevor Rogers than them? I, th- I think so. Would you rather Trevor Rogers and Rich Hill, Jordan Lyles, Kyle Freeland? Yeah, I mean, it's Corey Kluber. Maybe I would rather have Corey Kluber. It seems like he has. Well, Corey Kluber is going to be on. Going to be the number two team. pitcher for the Red Sox. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, so it, yeah, these hand done exercises are really are really interesting and i think if i've learned one thing from listening to you know espn pods it's kind of like (laughs) anytime you call someone out they're just like yeah i think i was going to move that guy (laughs) so i feel like on the rankings i feel like yeah i think next time i do my rankings i'm gonna i'm gonna move him up a little bit more yeah maybe yeah no well these are ever yeah rankings adjustment is evergreen content that's why we never do it and the absolute worst one on here jack flaherty Oh, Jack Flaherty. Ugh. I, I don't, I honestly don't. We talked about Jack Flaherty when we were making our innings pitched predictions. Well, that's not true. We actually have one worse than him. We also him. have Chris Sale. But it's like, okay, Jack Flaherty or Chris Sale for you? Both. <laughs> if you had to pick one of them, you're down to the last, you're down to the last round of the draft. You need I would take Chris a starting Sale pitcher. Because I know more likely yeah. he's going to be on the deal. <laughs> uh, you know, Chris Sale is going 59th overall in fantasy pros right now. This I feel like this year, last year I knew certainly he wasn't going to come back. This year, you know, I'm starting to talk to myself into like he's going to get at least a dozen games in. They say he's coming back. Chris Sale. They say he's going to pitch. Pitching. They say he's going to pitch. Yeah, he's he says yeah. I've heard it. I'm sure he'll start a game this year. So I think I mean that's a pretty good tour of our rankings. My last question on pitching ranking is, who is the last pitcher that you would take before you took a reliever um here nestor cortez we have that's a nestor long way cortez at 30 ish um yeah is as pitcher 30 i'd probably take class a right there boom it's like no i don't want to have nestor cortez i'm not gonna get on the robbie ray train again pablo lopez logan webb no let me let me jump in here and grab class a you're not gonna get class a there you're not gonna get class a there i know but i I even think it, it might even be, you know, number two or maybe it's Hayter or Felix Batista. Uh-huh. I, I might I might jump in right there at that point if one of those is sitting there. I'm like, I want to pivot what I'm doing. I agree with that. Because if, yeah, because if you have like, let's say you had Max Scherzer and you're sitting there and you didn't get number one of those number two pitchers and you're thinking like, or even if you did, <laughs> even if you have a number two, if, if, say you got... Scherzer and Zach Allen, and you're in the fifth round or something like that. It's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Lasay right sure. here. Yeah. Would you take? Where would you take him? Over Kershaw? Uh, well, there's a couple. Framber? I, I, I think I would take. But the thing is, is like some of this is like I'm so excited about the guy that I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't ever take a closer over Spencer Strider. Yeah. Like if it if it came to my but I feel I sort of feel the same about Drew Rasmussen because it's just like well what if something is great here well then I think we need to raise him up a little bit but I think part of that is part of that is more my draft style than like a real mm-hmm. than like a real valuation of him you know I think the the, pro, the problem is that when you get to thirty once you're outside of the top fifteen it's so there's so much that matters about what you already have on your team. So that's why ranking the top 15 is really interesting because it's saying, okay, these, this is a base to build on. 
in sort of this order. I agree. All right, so we'll go for it. We'll put those together. That's going to be a lot of listening for people. <laughs> Have fun. Good luck, everyone. Who are we going to do next week? We're going to start in on first baseman eligible guys. So we're going to talk about Vlad Guerrero Jr. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah.